Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Here I am. I'm Chanel. Ooh, interrupting. Oh, side note. I've got a clean colon. Oh, I'm gonna. My my Instagram's so funny. I'm just so funny, but you can't look at it. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, I'm going first. You went first. Oh no, I'm wrong. I made a mistake. You go first. Okay. I'll go first. So I'm going to yes. answer your. Oh, you're going to be nice. <laughs> well, rude. Hang on, let's... Treatment of your co-host <laughs> by saying that yes. we are recording in advance so that we always have episodes available. Okay, but here's but... the situation coming up. Chanel might have to go to wedding rehearsals. And so Chanel will be away. I think I can record the whole podcast myself. Well, we're tossing up whether... the role of Chanel. Whether Dee Dee does an episode by herself, <laughs> yep. whether we don't do an episode, or whether Dee Dee does an episode with Kirst and without me. Which I think yes. is great, but Kirsty's unsure about it. Well, if I, but I could play that. She could be me and I could be you and do all that That's stuff. so confusing. Oh, I love dogs so much. I've seen so many dead bodies. I just walk around knee deep in bodies all day long. That's me being you. I'm not even going to imitate you because I'm a nice person. Go on, do it. No, Go I'm on. not. I double dare no. you. Double, triple dare. No. Quadruple. No. What do I say? I don't do anything. I have no quirks and foibles. I have nothing. I have no distinguishing oh, someone features. Someone hit my car. Mm, I'm so upset about it. I bake all my own bake, People... bake goods. That's what I do. Oh, oh what's your story? I could tell you the end of it. Don't even bother telling it. I'm just going to tell it right now. I've just got to text Bonnie because Married at First Sight's on and I need to get home to watch Married at First Sight. Do you reckon we can do this quick? I'll text Bonnie back. Bonnie says that it's okay. I need a personality update. Is that how interesting I am? That's it. That's Actually, can I uh, side note this? Mm. I live vicariously through my friends who date because I obviously no longer date. I love hearing. Oh, it's been the best dating thing here. One of the girls went out with the guy once. Kirsten will be onto this. Kirsten, can your microphone go on? We won't name the girl, mm-hmm. but she's lovely. Okay. Went on one, I think it was a Tinder date with a guy. I reckon I know who has been sending her presents. Oh, no. You yes, know, I'm yes. Across this one, yeah. Yep. Like lavish presents mm. will no. not stop, and she's—I think she's just given him nothing, no response, nothing. Yeah. I think she even returned to sender. Oh, oh, did she? Yeah, it was and that they brutal. Just kept coming. Bizarre. I forgot what my initial point Thank was. Thank you, Kirsten. Well, we were talking about how I don't know. Let's just do our stories. People didn't come here for our crap. I they can't. I really can't remember what my original point was. Cruelly tearing each other to shreds. Anyway, so do you remember when you were a kid and you're out in the street and your parents said to you, if you see any refrigerators, don't get into them? Yes, Kirst is on board with this. My parents never said that. My parents said that all the time because obviously we were kids that played out in the street and they always used to say, if you see a fridge, don't climb into it. It should have the door already taken off because if you get in, you'll die. But isn't that a reasonably modern thing, taking the door off the fridge? No, it was around when I was... A kid? The, the doors were taken off the yeah, fridges? Yeah, yeah, always. And, like, I remember, like, I, I once saw a fridge that didn't have a door taken off and I rode my bike back home and I told Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a door on it. Yeah. Did you ever, all right, be honest, did yeah. you ever as a kid, like, slowly open the kitchen door to try, to try the and light? see the light? Yes. Yes. I did. How long did it take you to figure out a there's a button? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's freaky. Mm, anyway. you, can I tell you how old I am? Yep. When we came to Australia, so it must have been 1964. Yeah. And we lived for a very short time in Mordialloc with my mum and dad's family friends and with their family. Yeah. And their fridge wasn't electric. Oh. It had a an man ice chest. Yes. Yeah. A man came in a truck and delivered the with ice. A, this huge block of ice, and you put that in the bottom of the yeah. fridge. Dad said he could always tell when I had been hungry because he'd open the fridge and there'd be everything open that you needed to make a sandwich because I would get a plate and open the fridge and stand in front of the fridge and make a sandwich there and put all the things and then just shut. My mum would always say, just stop standing there with the fridge door open. Do you know I always leave the fridge door open these days? Do you? Yeah. I yell it at my kids. You know what's in there. Yeah. But, you know, like now, like I'll open the fridge, get something, and then I don't know why the door doesn't spring back very easily, but sometimes like I'll be like, oh, the fridge door's open, but I'll go and do something else and then close the fridge That's eating up your electricity. I know. It's dumb. I'm terrible. Even if the kids go in there, <laughs> I just and think it's defi- I'm being defiant. Anyway, so I, I look- stand there and yell at them. You know what's in there. I'll I- tell you what's in there. I know. So they don't have to open the door. Okay. So I looked into some refrigerator deaths. Oh, that's mm. gross. I know. I I googled it. There's plenty online. Now, in 1987, a three-year-old girl and her four-year-old brother died shortly after their grandfather, who had been searching for them, uh, found them. So they had spent three hours inside a fridge out on the street. Oh. Yeah. Their f- grandfather found them trapped and unconscious in the old refrigerator. Oh, there's no air. Yeah, no. No. In the backyard of their home in Jamaica, Queens. Wow. The two children, uh, Shawana King and her brother Vernon, were last seen playing on the back steps of the house at around 2.30, said, uh, that's what the police said. The grandfather, who was not immediately identified by police, found the children just before six. Oh, no. Mm. The grandfather, Robert Moore, who was watching the, ch- the children, called 911 for help. Three police cars arrived and they took the children to nearby hospitals. Uh, Vernon was taken to Queen's General Hospital and declared dead. Shawana was pronounced dead uh, just a short time after. So Vernon died at 6.36. Shawana died at 6.55. It's so dangerous. In 2017, Kanika Jenkins was at a party at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel when she disappeared. Her family became worried and went to the hotel looking for her. She was found dead inside a walk-in freezer. One of those massive ones. <gasps> they terrify me because mm. I'm scared of the cold anyway. Authorities eventually released uh, CCTV of the teenager stumbling oh, into yes, the I've hotel's kitchen. Yes. Yeah. So where what happened? the large freezer was located. Her blood alcohol level was 0. 0.112. Oh. Investigators also found uh, top topiramid, a medicine used to prevent seizures or migraines. So do you think she thought she was going into a bathroom or something? Yeah, I don't know. The combination of alcohol and that drug can apparently cause severe side effects, including poor coordination, confusion and impaired judgment. Police ruled that her death was accidental. So maybe she got into the walk-in freezer and then couldn't work out how to get out. Uh, Kanika's family sued the hotel for $50 million because the freezer was in a restaurant which was under construction and they believed that it should have been locked. So obviously they were redoing this restaurant inside a hotel. The fridge was still operational, but they hadn't locked it off properly. In a statement, uh, the hotel told the Chicago 
Chicago Tribune that the death of Kanika Jenkins was a tragedy, but the proximate cause of her death were the unsavory individuals who used a stolen credit card to book a room and host an illegal party of which Miss Jenkins attended. Oh. Mm. Those criminals escaped the hotel before police arrived and had never truly been held accountable. The lawsuit had... Uh, has no merit, is what they said, and they will vigorously contest it. Mm. Now, most I just think you've stretched it a little bit there because mm. that's not really a fridge. I was expecting like fridge on the. I know. Well, no, I've just general fr- freezer deaths. You can walk in freezers, you know. All right. Well, let's go to 2019 then. Mm-hmm. This year, mm. uh, in January this year, a mother was watching three children who were playing on a trampoline in a Florida backyard. She ducked inside really quickly to use the bathroom, and when she came out, she couldn't find the kids. The woman woke uh, another woman who was inside the home and the pair began searching the property and an adjacent vacant home for the children. It was there they opened a chest freezer and they found all three children inside not breathing. Oh, no. mm. As a result, they tried they tried to resuscitate the children and they called 911. Was it going, do you think? I don't know, actually. No, kids wouldn't hop into an actual working no, freezer. No, probably not. And the house was empty. So emergency responders rushed to the home. They took the children to a nearby hospital. All three could not be saved. Oh. The woman, uh, the two women, they're friends, and they lived together at the home with the children. And they had they those two women said they spent between thirty to forty minutes searching before they opened the freezer. Oh. Mm. Um. Authorities said a uh, a hasp or a slotted hinged metal plate had locked mm. um, and fastened the, the <gasps> freezer shut. So it must be one of those ones that once you push it down, yeah. it clips onto a little lip but and can't be just pushed back up. Those seals on them are quite oh yeah, like it creates a vacuum, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but that clasp had been installed kind of aftermarket, like it didn't belong to the freezer. Oh, it was right, just okay. like something that the people that lived there had put on. Um, and it, the way it was done, it was so that a padlock could be put on it. It's believed at this time when the children entered the freezer and closed the lid, the hasp fell shut, trapping the children inside, said the sheriff. The children were aged just one, four, and six. Mm. Mm. So in Victoria, you must remove fridge doors. New York state law requires consumers to remove doors from refrigerators and freezers as well. Um, Oklahoma, it's actually a felony to put a fridge out with the door still attached um, in – this is going back a while, but I found that between 1956 and 1964 in the state's 163 refrigerated deaths were recorded. God almighty. Yeah. And they would have been those big, heavy, frigid air. Yeah. You know, everyone wants the retro style ones Well, if now. you look at the stats from 2012 to 2017, it was 17 people mm. died after becoming trapped in household appliances. What else could you get trapped in apart from the fridge? Dryer, washing machine. Oh, okay. In an early draft, I found this interesting, in an early draft of Back to the Future, the time machine was actually a fridge. Oh. But they scrapped it for a few different reasons, but one of those reasons was they didn't want children to jump in the fridge and shut the door, like trying to pretend they were in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. So you're a bit sceptical about my story. You started getting annoyed about the um, walk-in freezer. How did that end? Attitude. How did it end? What did you think when you just shushed and listened? I'm sorry, pardon? Mm. 
Oh, was that? What yeah. did you say? I just when you said fridge, I didn't listen mm. anymore. Um, I have it. What's with the attitude? Oh. Do you want another muffin? Have another muffin. No, they look no. delicious though. They're very odd looking, and I'm not eating one. I know there's a banana cake at home with cream cheese filling. Yeah. Mm, do you love that cream cheese yes, icing? Yes, I do. I make a hummingbird cake. I should bring us in sometime. Do you ever have hummingbird sure. cake? Have you had that? I have. I, when I used to work at a cafe. Oh, everyone yeah. loved the hummingbird cake. They did. It's very sweet. Mm. Terribly sweet. But I, mm, yum, yum. Go. All right. We're going back to 1876. Ooh, right back. Well, I kind of like these days because. You do. You love these stories. Because I'm, everything was black and deafy yeah, in those days. It and was. Pe- and bodies weren't treated The stories were better because. It was harder to catch a killer. Yes. It's easy to get caught these days. Everything's a bit scary and dark and a bit Jack the Rippery. Mm, A bit plaguey. So this is uh, in Poland. I don't know what the accent for Poland is. Oh, I definitely know a Polish accent, but I can't do it, I don't think. Tilly Klimek was Mm. born in Poland in 1876. When she was a baby, her parents moved with her to Chicago in America. Mm. Chicago. Where are you from? Chicago. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Gangsters are in Chicago. Ooh. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Windy City is mighty pretty. Is that Chicago? Is that a different oh, one? you're thinking I like that must the, be in Oklahoma the or something. Stage show. I don't know. Oh. Chicago. Know. Oh, that's yes, there is one called Chicago, isn't there? Mm. I might have seen it. You probably have. I think I have. Mm. In New York. Oh. That's the one I went to with Bonnie. Yes, saw it on Broadway. Ha ha ha. Okay. Uh, Tilly married John. Oh, oh, see what's happened here is I've got lots of stories ready all ages ago, and now I'm surprised by my own stories because I've forgotten what's in them. <laughs> that happens to me sometimes when I'm reading stories. <laughs> I'm going, well, this is a great oh, story. That's interesting. Didn't I know that it a while ago. It's fantastic. <laughs> Whereas my mum would say fantastic, as she said the other day, as she proclaimed about how great dinner was. <laughs> It's her Sri Lankan accent. <laughs> Do it again. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, she got so mad at me because I burst out laughing because her accent only comes out every now and then, my mum, because she's been here for a very long time. But sometimes it's just like, do we have any potatoes? <laughs> it just comes out with certain words. I love her. Mm, Make went, a con master fantastic. chef so I can see her being yep. Sri Lankan and cooking. Uh, they're, they're, do you know what? That's so subtly racist on that show. If they talk about curry, then they always put the camera onto the Indian guy. <laughs> but then the Indian guy is usually quite open about it. Oh, I wish I got to, to make the curry. I wish no, I could do the been. accent. Uh, just, that's, that's what makes it. You can't talk about racism and then do the accent. But he, that's what he said. Oh, I wish I could do the curry. Oh, shit. Um, so I can't think screen. of his name. <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, you looked at me she, with I, death in your I eyes. I did, I did. She married John Mitkovich in 1895, but he died in 1914. They'd been married for 29 years and he had a very short illness. Suddenly he's dropped off the twig. Oh. Uh, his death certificate listed the cause of death as heart trouble. We just have to remember his death for later. Okay. Within two months, very quickly, Tilly married again to a man who lived nearby, Joseph Ruskowski. But he died too. No. Tilly's having a lot of bad luck with her husband. Third time's a charm. She had a boyfriend oh. who dumped her. Oh, no. Guess what happened to him? Gone. He, he died too. Now... Within a few weeks, I'm a bit confused with everyone's names anyway. Uh, she married a John Huskaski. Hus, Huskaski. 
and he died too. Oh. Yes. Uh, hang on, how many people I've got? John. Four. Guskowski. Yeah, that's him. Hang on. Two husbands, boyfriend, now this guy. Yeah, John Mitikowicz, Joseph Ruskowski, John Ruskowski, whatever. It's uh, And then she had another sweetheart, John. Oh. It's the it's the Johns you're getting confused by. Yeah. His name's unless it's a different guy. I've got a list of all the dead people later. <laughs> There's more to come, so let's not get bogged down on each okay. one. Okay, four, uh, maybe five. I know this is about the dead bodies. There's a few, but anyway, a few blokes there. She then married Frank Kupchik, but he got sick too. Oh, it's no surprise. Tilly began to tell neighbours that Frank wouldn't live long. She somehow knew that. The Chicago Tribune reported that she would say to Frank, "It won't be long now." <laughs> oh, you'll be dying soon. She oh. would actually say that to him. And she told the neighbours that he had two inches to live. So she hasn't quite mastered the English language okay. at this point. Two inches to live. She even apparently knitted her own morning hat as she sat at his bedside, which I can only mm. imagine is black and baggy. And a friend of mine, a friend of mine also barracks for St Kilda as I do. And mm. she, um, so her mum knitted us both a scarf, which was lovely, except mine. We were driving home. Do you ever drive home from the footy with your scarf out the window? No. Flapping in the bees. And I hadn't closed the window properly. No, actually, I know what it was. It was flapping because we were on the freeway doing 100 k's an hour. And I went to – I thought I've got to pull my scarf in, open the window to pull it in, but the scarf went out and flew (laughs) out on the freeway. You have to hold it before you open the window. But her her lovely mother, who's very sweet, knitted us both, not a hat in St Kilda colours, red, white and black, but – a bonnet. A bonnet. A bonnet. Have you ever worn your bonnet okay. to the football? No, okay. a bonnet. We were hysterical with laughter. Okay. Um, Leo, where are we now? She's completely lost in my own story. Uh, yeah, she's knitting her hat, her morning hat beside his bedside. He's not even dead yet. And she asked the landlady, so she'd somewhere where she'd bought a coffin, she asked the landlady if she could keep it in the basement just in case she needed it. <laughs> okay, sure. You never know. So soon after Frank died, 1921, um, after he died, she played some dance music on a phonograph in the room where his body was still laying till he married again. Wow, she's good at marrying. Mm-hmm. Right. And, she's re- and I was thinking, oh, she must be gorgeous. She's not. Oh, wretch. Very, pl- like, but ugly. Oh. She's really not. I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Now, John Klimek, uh, Joseph Klimek. Got sick too. Surprise, surprise. This time, though, finally, doctors are onto it. They suspected, um, yes, arsenic poisoning. They did some tests which confirmed it, and Tilly was arrested. And apparently, she told the arresting officer, Then the next one I want to cook for dinner is you. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I don't know what Polish, what accent they're doing in Poland. I feel like she did this afterwards. She did the two thumbs up. It's you. It's you. <laughs> Coming for you, hot baby. So Joseph Klimek didn't die. He survived. He was in hospital for about three months. He had lost the use of his legs. Oh, terrible. Uh, Paralysed by the arsenic that had been snuck into his food over a prolonged period. I'm still laughing how crazy she is. She, she's not. She, uh, he told the nurses that Tilly had made him get more insurance. Oh, and he, even then he didn't suspect her. This is before she poisoned him. Um, although looking back, he said the soup and things did taste queer, which is not a word that you can just use with gay abandon these days because it's been 
people don't use the word queer anymore, do they? No. To describe the taste of food. No. Uh, that was before it got sick. So, sick. So 12 bodies, including the bodies of Tilly's other husbands. Oh, good. I'm glad there's 12 because when I was reading those out before, you I was tallied thinking, it. That can't be right. The there story. were four, but yeah, there were. Um, so 12 bodies all together, they exhumed. And in each of those bodies, the chemists found enough arsenic to kill a dozen people. Wow. And it was found out that she'd been paid out on a Well, there was a dozen people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, She'd been paid out on a number of life insurance policies that she'd taken out on her husband's. They also arrested her cousin, Nellie – what about the middle name? Stunner. Ah. Nellie – or is it Stunner? Stunner. Nellie Stunner Kulik, who had two husbands and 13 children. Wow. Jesus. Imagine that. My grandma's one of 13. Is she? Yeah, on my dad's side. Like stuff would just stop springing back into shape after right. that long. Uh, Nellie was charged with poisoning her husband, John Sturmer. Oh, maybe Stunner was a typo. Sturmer. And arsenic was found in his stomach as well. So she's doing it as well. Tilly told the police that she had told Nellie mm-hmm. that she was tired of her husband, Frank. Nellie suggested divorce, but Tilly said, I will get rid of him some other way. <laughs> And she said that Nilly had given her a goodly portion. It sounds a... like that that crazy person of The Simpsons, oh. that doctor, that doctor. Oh, I don't know. The head bones connected to the <laughs> leg bone. Uh, Nilly had given her a goodly portion of a poison called Roth on Rats. Now, after Tilly was arrested. It came to light that several relatives and neighbours of these two women had died. <clears throat> Excuse me, go, <clears throat> but I need to. Uh, two neighbours said that uh, who, who Tilly had fought with got sick after she gave them some lollies. Oh. The family's three children died. Oh. And a dog that annoyed her had also died of arsenic poisoning. Oh. Uh, several of Tilly's and Nellie's cousins and relatives were found to have become gravely ill after eating at Tilly's house. In all, the list included 20 suspected victims. Wow. 14 of them have died. The stories in the Chicago Tribune suspected that Tilly wasn't working alone. They called her the high priestess of a bluebird clique. Oh. In Chicago's little Poland neighbourhood. I don't know what that means. Maybe other women were doing it too. Mm. Other wives in the neighbourhood, oh, but they were, were arrested and released. Here we are again. Probably gave them ideas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. March 1923, Tilly was found guilty of the murder of Frank Kupczyk, one of the husbands, her third husband. She was sentenced to life in prison, but she was later acquitted after a, what are you zipping up and zipping down? I had to down? put something away. Sorry. Hmm. Later acquitted after spending a year in prison during her drawn-out trial. She died in prison on November the 20th, 1936. Mm. So I've got the list of all the victims. Joseph Mitkovic's first husband. Mm-hmm. She got his life insurance. Joseph Roskowski. She got his insurance. Frank Kubzik. Are you going to uh, read all 20 names? Well, uh, there's a, just a couple. Hang on. There was the ex-boyfriend, Mrs. Rose Kudzinski, her cousin, after going to Tilly and Frank's wedding party. These are all attributed to Tilly. Her cousin, Helen, another cousin called Stanley, another cousin called Stella. Uh, She had looked after all three of them when they were ill and obviously tipped them right over the edge. There was a husband or a sweetheart called Myers, who was just listed as missing, but they suspect she killed him. Wojciech Stormer. Uh, 
Dorothy Sperrer, a granddaughter of hers, age two. Mm. Sophie Sturmer, daughter of her, her own daughter. These are all the people she killed. Why was she just – she's obviously deranged. And then I guess once you get to like the five killing people, Mark, you, yep. you're just doing it you're all just the going time, nuts. right? Yep. Ben Sturman, the twin brother – oh, twin brother of that one, died a month after his sister. Joseph Klimek obviously mentioned him. John Sturmer. Mrs. Rose Split, she's the one that was given the poison candy. Stella mm-hmm. Grantowski, uh, she got sick after eating that candy. She'd had a fight with Tilly. Nico, uh, no, Nick Miko, a cousin, he recovered though. Miss Bessie Kubczyk, who was the sister-in-law of Frank Kubczyk, got ill after eating at Tilly's and recovered. And uh, then Lillian Sturmer, who was only 15th. Mm. Wow. So that's the list of the victims of Tilly Klimek, who was nasty. There was a really good poisoning story in Sydney too, which I must get to one day. Hmm. Got any feedback? Well, the, the feedback came at lunch uh, with a friend of mine, a broadcaster at 3AW. Bro- I hate the word broadcaster. Mm. Tony Moclair hosts Australia Overnight. Love him. So if you listen to the Macquarie Network overnight, you will hear the very funny and lovely Tony Moclair. So we were having a bite of lunch and we were talking about podcasts and stuff. And I said, well, I'll do a podcast about dead bodies. He looked horrified. Mm. Um and he asked, please tell me more, he said. And I said, well, um, I do it with Chanel Bella. And he knew who you were, obviously. And he said, you know what a Chanel is, don't you? What? Yeah, that's that was what I said. I don't know what a, a Chanel is me. I'll tell you what a Chanel what? is and you will not believe it. So I've printed it out and I'm going to let you... This is if just, this is something bad, I'm going to the movies with my mum tonight. I'm going to absolutely crucify her. This is off. This is just straight off Wikipedia. Oh my Chanel. god! Stop it. Go. A Chanel spelt differently to my name, but sounds house the same. Is a vault or building where human skeletal remains are stored? Can you believe that? What? Yes. They are often built near churches for depositing bones that are unearthed while digging graves. The term, so they're like for shit bones. The term can also be used more generally as a description of a place filled with death and destruction. Can you believe this? In countries where there wasn't much ground for burials, corpses would be dug up when they had decomposed, about five year mark, Mm -hmm. and then moved to an ossuary or Chanel house. Mm-hmm. So the original burial place could be reused. It mostly happened in rocky or arid places such as the Greek islands. You win. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I know. Is it? Well, Google wasn't invented when my parents made my name. So they couldn't Google to see. Ask now them you where they Google. got it from. Um, I know they made it up. Or did they? Uh-huh. I'll leave you with that thought. If you've got a Chanel at home, <laughs> email us. Who <laughs> We've got, there's more than enough Chanel's in the world. You're the only Chanel. Have you ever met another Chanel? I have not met another Chanel, but I heard before I worked in news of a Chanel on the news and she was a police officer. And I believe she'd been shot. She lived. Mm. And I have no idea if she still works with Vic Pole, but she was a police officer and her mm. name was Chanel. Interesting, mm. isn't it? So thank you, Tony Moclair, for that interesting fact. Don't know if I like it. If you've seen a dead body, uh, search your mind. We'd love to hear from you.
Please type. Chanel is faking, t- pretending to type on the desk. Dead Bodies Podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.